It's time to be the queen of your stress. With the queen of stress, Dr. M. Today's episode is brought to you by Dr. M at Inspired Body and Mind. To make your appointment with Dr. M at Inspired Body and Mind in Alexandria, Sydney, go to alignedyou.com.au. That's alignedyou.com.au and she'll see you there. Hey there, BQS listeners, and welcome to today's episode. I'm Dr. M, and this podcast is designed to help inspire change in how you see, manage, and use your stress, so you can be the queen of your stress, not your stress being the queen over you. In today's episode, I am super freaking excited. I nearly dropped the F-bomb straight away, because I have my dear, dear friend, the amazing Kim Morrison on with me today. We're going to be talking, well, we're going to be talking about lots of awesome things, but particularly around how we can elevate, evolve and, evolve and grow as quickly as humanly possible. And I'm super pumped to have Kim on because we are absolutely coming into the home stretch of BQS in its current format. If you want to keep up to date with where we're going to be with Be The Queen Of Your Stress podcast, as you know, we are changing its name and its platform. Make sure you join the BQS movement or follow me on Insta at Dr. Maria Z so you can stay in touch and know exactly where you can continue your journey with Aligned You. But enough about that. A little bit about my amazing guest today. Um, I am super blessed to call Kim one of my dear, dear friends. Uh, she is an amazing human being in general. I really could just gush forever about her. But in terms of what it is that she does in life, she's an amazing author. She's had five best-selling books. She's a creative director of 28. She's an aromatherapist. She's a health and lifestyle educator. She's one of the funniest freaking human beings I know. And just on the side, she holds a couple of Australian records or has done. I'll have to ask her in a second if she still holds them or how long ago they got broken. But she holds long distance running records. And as I said, she's an all-round superstar and I'm very blessed to call her my friend. So Welcome to one of the last episodes of Be the Queen of Your Stress in its current format, Kim Morrison. Oh, darling, what a what an honour. And I can tell you it's been such a beautiful process watching this amazing podcast grow and evolve in itself and super pumped and excited to see where you're going next. So well done on you. And thank you so much for having me, sweetheart. Oh, you're so welcome. It's always, uh, um, <laughs> we can talk for hours off, off mic or on mic. And uh, it's one of the many things that I love about you is, is the ease of our conversation. And I thought, what better way to bring BQS to a, uh, well, almost to a Close than having you on uh, because you've definitely been a part of, of the growth of Be the Queen of Your Stress over the last couple of years and particularly since we've become good mates over the last year or so. So today I wanted to talk more about how we can elevate and evolve and grow and the importance of who we surround ourselves and the groups and communities that we become a part of because I know you've got something really special coming up that people can get involved with for free for crying out loud um, but I'm going to ask you more about in a second but I wanted to touch on that and to talk more about it because I I know that I'm super blessed with the people that I surround myself with. It is curated who I spend my time with uh, because it has such a big impact on then the design of my life as well. And I wanted to talk to you more about it because I know it's something that you are, I'm going to say, a master at uh, and you've got so much uh, awesome wealth of knowledge to be able to share with people around that. I think I think it's really important. You said something in there that the people that you masterfully curate to have in your life, and we all know that that beautiful quote, you know, around people come into your life for a reason, a season, and a lifetime. And I think it's the lifetime ones that we truly, um, probably, really hold dearest to our hearts, obviously. But we also realise the gift and the tools and the lessons and everything they bring along with that. But it's continual in the essence of what it means to have a truly loving lifetime relationship. 
the people that come in for a reason and a season, if we look at that from a real human point of view, we know that those people can often break our hearts or perhaps we break theirs. They can be, they can be short and sharp, highly intense relationships, and they can also be really big, major lessons. And so no one escapes this, as we mm. know, Dr. Z, no one escapes <laughs> it. And no one gets away from people being hurt or hurting mm. others. None of us are perfect. None of us actually have the, the golden key on being the perfect friend, daughter, sister, wife, husband, uncle, friend, whatever. But the reality to me is, is what are you prepared to do? What's the work you're prepared to do to stay at the highest vibration of being the best version of yourself? And I think that's the key, that we don't become victims to our circumstance, but how do we become or how do we turn those circumstances into some sort of growth opportunity? How can I evolve from this, even though I've just been on my bathroom floor or I've just absolutely yelled horrible things at my partner or my kids or I've been what my girlfriend Cindy and I would call level one souls where we have gone totally back into having mm. basically an adult two-year-old tantrum. <laughs> how do we then forgive ourselves for that? But then how do we learn from it to keep evolving and expanding our hearts, particularly around the world of forgiveness? So I think that's for me where the true growth occurs and for me where the true opportunity for becoming a better human happens. I love that. I really do love that. And there's, there's uh, even within that very short period of time, you hit on so many gems there, particularly around that work that you're willing to do. A lot of people um, that I come into contact with, they're, well, one, they're a little bit shocked that I actually designed my life. It's almost like they've not had that concept before and when it gets introduced to them it's almost like this shock of oh you can do that it's like yeah you can do it because if you're not doing it life's designing you right um and also that forgiveness piece i'd love to talk a little bit more about that because i think a lot of people uh struggle with forgiving themselves and others but really it comes with forgiving yourself first do you know it is one of the hardest of all human traits to master because most of us in this human experience believe that if someone does something wrong to you or they hurt you, they don't deserve your forgiveness. Mm. But we all know the longer we carry that resentment, that anger, that grief, that, you know, that real deep loss or whatever it is inside of us, the more we become imprisoned to that whilst they're free. So the real key to this, and, I, and I'm going to share a quote with you that is my absolute favorite, and I may need to repeat it because for some people you need to hear it a couple of times, but I, I, I just want you to hear this. Forgiveness is the scent the violet emits onto the heel that crushed it. Mm. Say it again. Forgiveness is the scent the violet emits onto the heel that crushed it. If you can only appreciate that when things are done to you or because of you or whatever, remembering that life is full of these, these like we'll call them opportunities or people, we have no control. Even the people you fall most head over heels with, even giving birth to children does not mean they won't hurt you. Mm. Even being the best daughter in the world doesn't mean your parents won't hurt you or that many people grow up with a whole lot of people that have really taken advantage of their vulnerabilities or their, their weaknesses or their, their youth. So we know that if we interviewed every single person on, I bet you every single person you've interviewed on this show alone, mm. there is a deeper story or some aspect of someone's life where maybe they've had pains beyond what we could even imagine. I mean, if, if I can be so bold and I'll, and I'll share this with you guys, knowing that um, this is a really heart-opening conversation, I was sexually abused by three different people um, mm. 
before the age of nine. And one of those people went to prison for what they did. Now, I could carry that into my life, which I completely, of course, it's a part of my life's experience. Of course, it's something that you would never wish on anybody. And of course, it's something we all wish never occurred. But the reality is it did occur. And I look at the relationships I've had in my life moving forward, and I am incredibly blessed Mm. to say that because that and in spite of that happening to me, what it opened for me is the possibility that I was very aware of, of the people I allowed into my life and the people that I really share the deepest, darkest parts of myself. So I realize how blessed I am to have had beautiful partnerships in my life. And, you know, Danny, my husband, I met him when I was 19 and I realized that because of what happened to me, I was incredibly open with him around that, which also by being vulnerable, I think, took us to a heart conversation at a very young age of this isn't just some wham, bam, thank you, ma'am kind of relationship. Mm. I'm, I'm up for the big stuff. And I think sometimes what it's taught me is being incredibly vulnerably open allows people to see you for who you truly are rather than playing some people would say games, some people would call it the dance of life. And and I think the the fear of people hurting you will override your capacity to love fully. So we live in a place of fear because I don't want that to happen to me again rather than because that happened to me, my antennae is up and I'm gonna I'm gonna be more aware and protect that little part of me that no one else can get to and I will be very discerning with who I choose to spend my life with. And I respect myself enough to know that whilst at the age of nine, I might not have had a choice. As an adult, I have a choice to one, move on from it, Mm. two, forgive those people that hurt me, and three, make sure that there's a part of me that always has her antennae up for protecting myself moving forward. Now, that doesn't mean to say I couldn't have been hurt again, and I have had my heart broken by the people I love the most. And it was through listening to um, the beautiful Wayne Dyer once where he said, you know, have you really thought about your life purpose and why you're here? And to him, he realized that one of the things he really wanted to master was independence. And then he looks at the audience when I had the privilege of listening to him when he was alive and he looks at the audience and he goes, what greater way to teach a young man independence than to be thrown in and out of um, uh, orphanages, you know, Mm. and having to learn independence. Well, I think one of the greatest things that I have the power to teach is forgiveness and Mm. is true pure true pure love and what better way to learn that than to have been hurt in different ways now I'm not saying that because I feel a victim to those things no I've just taken hold of those things that have hurt me and have really tried to master the art of being a good human in spite of those things and I think that's where I get such a beautiful kick out of sharing the message of love and mastering the art of of that love of self that I, I think is why I had all these things happen to me. So it's do you want to become a victim to the things that have happened to you or do you want to step above out of those pity parties and why me into why not me mm. and watch me and how do I support others to be protected? Because maybe that's my job, Dr. M, that it's my job is to help people see that within themselves and forgiveness is truly one of those greatest amazing traits to master. I love that. And thank you for being vulnerable and and sharing that story because it shows multiple levels 
of evolution that you've had in the sense of a couple of things. Uh, the unconditional love that comes with that forgiveness is huge and it's a conversation piece I have regularly with people now and, again, I, I feel like sometimes people get a bit confused about it because I feel like if somebody's done something to them in inverted commas that is shit, let's just call it what it is, that stuff is shit that that happened to you. Like we wish it didn't happen to you, but it happened. And you've got a choice of forgiving and and having a level of unconditional love for those people, if you like. Um, But it doesn't mean you have to like them and it doesn't mean you have to be around them. And I think that's something that people get a bit confused about when I talk about unconditional love. They're like, oh, but do you have, you know, what do you hang out with them? I'm like, oh, F no. Um, But... (laughs) I can I can send them lots of love because that whatever whatever pain they're going through is is their journey. Do I need to choose to spend time with those people? Fuck no, I don't. But um, it's it's an important piece for my empowerment and my journey to continue to elevate and evolve and grow. Because otherwise, you, you're stuck at that level. You're stuck at that vibration, which doesn't allow us to create. I know um, that you want to create huge impact. You know of me. I want to create huge impact. We can't do that if we're stuck back in the the things that have been in, in inverted commas done to us versus actually moving through them and, and having that forgiveness piece for ourselves for being in that position in the first place. Cause you're right. I wish we could, uh, actually, I don't even know if I wish I could avoid some of the heartbreak I've been through because it's created who I am today. And I'm pretty happy with where I am right now and the direction I'm going in. And all of those things have added up and, uh, and created this beautiful momentum or accumulation, if you like, of stories and experiences and lessons that mean that um, certainly my goal is and why I feel like I've been put on the planet is to help create that beautiful impact and driving the global consciousness forward. It's hard to do do a beautiful job of it. Thanks, Thanks, Kimmy. It's one of those things. It's hard to do that if you've had a perfect life. (laughs) What do you want to go? I've had a a a beautiful analogy. Right. And so follow my perfect existence. Everybody else is like winding up their middle finger at us going good for you. Well, well, here's a beautiful analogy around the people that we look at that we think have this perfect life. And again, I'm not suggesting this is the right way to look at it. This is just a way that has enabled me to understand why I've had to go through so many tough times. But I've heard people like Dr. Brian Weiss and obviously Wayne Dyer and beautiful Christiane Northrup and all these different people that I love to listen to or to read is they talk about, you know, that there's a lot of um, things that can happen in your life. Now, if you don't learn to master how to get through those with love and forgiveness and compassion and empathy and a mindset of growth, then you will stay in prison to that. Mm. And the lessons may keep coming. You may keep attracting a-holes. You may keep <laughs> oh, finding a job. I've got some stories there. <laughs> you may keep um, getting the wrong job. You may yeah. keep um, attracting people that take advantage of you, etc. So unless you're willing to do the work to discover why it is that you've attracted that or that the energy that you're being keeps attracting that, mm. then learn how to get over and work through it and do it with grace and do it with the intention to work through it, not to sweep it under the carpet. But if you notice people in your life that you think, and here's a great comment that I, that Danny got told once, man, you've got to admit you've been kissed on the cock. I'm not quite sure what that meant, but um, <laughs> oh, Kim, someone, I don't need to know about that. <laughs> somebody told him he had it really easy with all these, oh, wow. his mum and his sister and me supporting him, all these women around him. Now he didn't see the guy up at 4am training his guts out and mm. working really hard at what he was doing and doing hypnotherapy and mindset courses and all these different things to be an international cricketer um, for 10 years. So 
on the surface it looked like he had been kissed literally, I guess. But the reality is if you look at people like that, first of all, there's two things in that. One is you may not know their true story Mm -hmm. and they're either sweeping it under the carpet or they've evolved to a point where it's like they just know how to deal with that. And I guess in a way of looking at that as Buddha, um, the Dalai Lama, Jesus Christ, you know, Hindu gods, whatever it is that you aspire to, source, universe, Mm -hmm. in a level of enlightenment, they seem to have this enlightened life, this blessed life, but you don't get to see all that. They don't buy into the drama. Mm -hmm. They're far and few between, by the way, those people, or they ignore it and they sweep it under the carpet and they're not willing to do the work. Or the other thing is more importantly, I love this analogy that this time round, the soul has chosen uh, to take to, to not have to learn lessons. Mm. So, if you look at it from a soul level, every one of us perhaps has come onto this planet to evolve and grow and excel and learn and gr- and have a growth opportunities put to us. But sometimes you might look at some people up there, maybe flying around in the ethos up there. They decided, you know what? I've done through so many lessons. I just would like to come down this time and and have what's considered in a human level an easy life. Mm. And so sometimes those people we look at and we think, God, nothing ever happens to them. They always seem to land on their feet. They lead such a blessed life. You could look at it this way, that this time around their soul's just taking a break. And whether you want to buy into that or not, I just thought it was a beautiful analogy on those of us that do go through challenge after challenge or we keep getting beaten up or we keep getting things thrown at us. My God, I'm just saying that the next time we come around, we're going to have a great time. We're just going to have one of those bliss times. We'll take a break next time around maybe. I don't know. It just gave me a sense of peace in my heart to think that, yeah, this is a growth opportunity. Absolutely. Uh, look, and, and I guess that's the thing is one of the things I love most is, is growing and realizing which patterns I choose not to repeat moving forward. And whilst it took me a little while to wake up to them is that now I'm awake to them. There's no effing way that they're getting repeated. Uh, and it's amazing as we start shifting our vibration, which is part of the reason why be the queen of your stress is evolving to align you. Cause we're going to be talking a lot more about this kind of next level stuff that I haven't really spoken about in be, be the queen of your stress. Cause it hasn't really been appropriate, but this is where we're going in terms of how we actually can shift our vibration and what we're drawing to ourselves. Um, and I know that that works because of the people that are in my sphere now that weren't around 12 months ago you being one of them like we knew of each other but we've become great mates over the last 12 months uh, and that's an indication to me is I'm doing something right that I'm attracting amazing people like beautiful self Kim into my life and becoming dear friends with uh, and we start seeing those signs and signals showing that's up right. that we are on the right track and that we are vibrating in a way that serves us uh, and we're creating habits we're doing the work, we're creating rituals that are really serving us well and they're drawing the right people in and also being okay with letting the wrong people go as well. If the wrong, if people that have been in our life for a long period of time and they're not stepping up in the same direction, that's okay because that's totally their choice because um, we can't force people, it's their journey. Um, but one of the things that certainly I've come to accept is probably the right word is that not not everybody's on the same path and that's perfectly okay as well what are your thoughts around that when you're curating the people in your world as well one thing that I've learned to eliminate from my world is that um that something's wrong or Mm. something um or someone is wrong or what's happening is wrong um and it's been that's taken a lot of um work to evolve to that because when you're in the middle or in the throes of stress or overwhelm or 
you know, complete self-sabotage or grief or loss or shock or trauma, any of those things, it's very hard to sit there and go, ooh, here's a great opportunity for me to grow. Um, let's be honest, you know. Yeah, like, oh, totally. There's still shit emotions, that happens in our life, right? Absolutely. And when emotions are high, we know uh, intelligence is very low. I think what I've learned is to question more when I'm in the middle of something or in the throes of something that's throwing me off. Uh, and I'll give you an, I'll give you a lighthearted example, um, but I've learned to question it rather than uh, be upset about it. So in the middle of trying to buy a new house um, and people will relate to this. It's just, uh, it's just a pretty superficial story, but you'll get the gist of it. But um, got it all aligned, got the contract in on our place. Therefore, went out and start looking, found the house that we wanted, got, had all the finance approved, everything's ready. And I've got it all mapped out exactly how I would like it to unfold. Mm -hmm. And then just as it's about to go unconditional, we get a phone call from the agent buying our house saying they're not ready, they need an extension, and da, 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 which has now you know, created this, this ripple right down the line as to all the things that I wanted to do. Oh, <laughs> so then I, I sat I there and I was so frustrated and I'm going, oh my gosh, why is this, you know, and did my yeah. little typical human thing. And then I sat there and I thought, maybe this house that I want to buy isn't the house that I want to mm -hmm. get. Maybe there's a better house out there. Maybe I just need to sit back and let, because to me, it's already mapped out. It's already yeah. decided whether or not I'm moving to that house. I just humanly haven't caught up to that yet. Yep. So I have actually surrendered and surrender is a beautiful word without losing power, but surrendered to the process of what this is going to be. Now I've put my intention and I have manifested this. I have got my crystals, my herbs, my oils. I have been going for beautiful walks. My meditations are around this. But I also know there's a higher purpose, a higher um, energy that has already also got my back. And sometimes to think that I can control that is a little bit <laughs> egocentric in many ways. So letting go of what I think is right or that this person is wrong or that this action is wrong you know, I'm really trying to, another way, a deeper way of looking at it is when I lost, or when we lost beautiful Danny's sister uh, to suicide 15 years ago, the only way I got through that, and it took a while to get to this place, was that I had to really try and picture that maybe she was only meant to have 36 years on mm. this planet. Now, Wayne Dyer talks about, and so does John O'Donoghue, the choices that we make in our life evolves us still to the same outcome. And I guess if you've seen the film Sliding Doors, you'll understand that. If you can ever get a download of that film, it's an oldie or a goodie, yeah. but a goodie with Gwyneth Paltrow. Gwyneth Paltrow, the, the best right there. That's right. right, I digress. <laughs> and, and the outcome is still the same. Yeah. So that's what got me into thinking that maybe my beautiful sister-in-law was always going to die just um, before her 36th birthday. Mm. Um, otherwise, how do I make sense of this? Now, depending on the choices she made through her life, was it going to be a psychotic episode or was it a car accident or was it cancer or was it an accident or some other things? Otherwise, why does a two-year-old die from leukemia? Mm. Why does a 90-year-old you know, slip away in their sleep after drinking and smoking all their life? They're just, yeah. I mean, I know we can all give it our best and look after our health and well-being the best that we can, but is there really a greater force at play, a bigger vibration happening in here? And is it just important that we just do the best that we can with the school, skills and tools and knowledge we have and ultimately trust that our last breath will be taken on a certain day? And we don't know when that is, obviously. 
But maybe, and I dare say it, maybe an illness is the pathway for me. And what are the lessons that the people in my life get from that? Or maybe it is suicide. And what is the work that people close to me are going to do with this from now on? Or maybe it is a car accident. So a close, not a close, close friend, but certainly someone in our circles here on the Sunshine Coast, six months, seven months ago, her, she got that horrible phone call that every mother dreads. And sadly, her 18-year-old son had been killed in a car accident. Mm. Now, I have felt that every day since, thinking of her, looking at my beautiful 20-year-old son, thinking, you know, as a mother of teenagers, that's one of your greatest fears. But do I sit here in a place of fear the whole time they started driving or going out or choosing partners or doing whatever they were doing? I could sit in a place of fear, which I'm telling you, there were times where I'd have that crop up. Or, as my beautiful grandmother taught me, every time I have those fears or those worries or those anxieties come up, send out a loving prayer, send out white light to cover those beautiful children and trust that the universe has got their back and they'll come home to me safely. And every single time they have. Now, sadly for that woman here on the coast, it didn't happen for her. So therefore, when it doesn't happen, because I'm not here about to bullshit people and say that tragedies and things don't happen if you live this lovely, colorful life, um, positive life. But the truth is, now what am I going to do with it? So I'm not going to spend my life worrying about that happening because it could happen. Mm. But I'm going to spend my life when I get those thoughts to send out beautiful love and energy because I've got to trust that they've got a longer lifeline. And what it did for me on New Year's Eve this year is my beautiful son, Jacob, texted or rang me at 2.30 in the morning on New Year's Eve. And I chose not to drink or have a big night just in case I got the phone call. But both my children were out and sure enough at 2.30 in the morning, my son, I go, hello. And he'd had a bit to drink. So he was very loving. <laughs> Mom, oh, I'm in Noosa. Can you come and get me? Now that's a good 50 minute drive away. Do you know what? I got up. I said, went and got him. as soon as I can. I mean, I, you know, you might have been grumpy. Some parents are, oh, geez, why do I have to get up at 2.30 in the morning? But because of what my friend here on the coast has been through, I know she would have given anything for that phone call at 2.30 in the morning. So when you see things around you happening, if nothing else, it gives you a sense of empathy, but also compassion and major gratitude. Absolutely. Major gratitude that I'm not in that position right now, thankfully. I mean, I could give you other stories that other people might look at me and go, I'm really grateful that didn't happen to me. So it's mm. not a it's not a scorecard, but it's a and, and and here's another thing. I know that you'd feel the same when you and I are speaking on stage. If we got everybody to put every single one of their problems in the middle of the room, I guarantee you ninety nine point nine percent of us will take our own problems back. Absolutely. We don't realise how good our problems are until we hear other people. So how do I master this? How do I grow from it? How do I evolve from it? How do I be the best version of me and not become a two-year-old adult throwing tantrum throw because life sucks right now? And more importantly, how do I stay at a high level of vibration through this? You and I have met people that are perhaps very spiritually aligned. Maybe that's one of the key ingredients, but we've met people that are more spiritually aligned that you wouldn't even know half the drama that they've been through. They just choose to evolve at a higher state where they're not throwing or spitting their problems back at you, but they're choosing to be discerning with who they choose to share that information with, but they've mm-hmm. been discerning with the, am I going into pity party or victor party? Am I willing to see the bigger purpose in this and be a greater version of this? And I think curating ourselves around the people we attract in our lives, they're probably teachers to us as well. And they have a level of, 
call it vibration, call it energy that you're just, you're attracted to and you want to learn from that because it's helping you master your own self. And I think back to your original question of curating those people, it's having discernment as to who you mm. want to grow with um, rather than just go with. And I, like I think a really beautiful journey because there's a lot of people will go through life with maybe they're your family you can't help but choose those people but who do you really want to choose to grow with through this life and I think that's a really beautiful way of looking at it oh absolutely and at some point we'll have to record perhaps on on the new on the brand new podcast that will be launching in March and I'll have you back on Kim if you say yes and we'll talk oh. more about how we can grow versus just go because I think that is one of the keys. And when we're talking about surrendering to the process, well, certainly one of the lessons that I've learned, and I'll be talking more about it on the new platform, because holy jollies, if I had to surrender to quite a few different processes over the last six months, and just having an unwavering internal certainty that things will work out as they're meant to. Um, but also having an awareness of at what point is the right time to take the right action. And when you're doing the sort of work that you're talking about, and I'm going to ask you about the program that you've got starting that's that free program I mentioned earlier, because that can certainly help people get on the right path with this is when you're doing the daily work and the regular work of whether it's meditating visualizing manifesting whatever word you want to use for it I use the word manifesting for sure when I'm coming to the design of my life um, is that when we're doing that we have to surrender to the process because as you said so beautifully and eloquently is that <laughs> things don't always go to our plan right and I know that my timeline and the universe's timeline are somewhat different currently <laughs> but we're getting there we're getting there and so it's it's having the the courage at the right times to take the right step and also the courage when to know not to take that step because sometimes people are egging us on to do certain things and in my heart I know it's not the right time and so I'll say thank you but I'm going to just hold off on that um, even if it's an internal conversation that I'm having because I hang out with some really amazing clever human beings and so I take on their advice and I put it through my litmus test and I make sure it feels right in my heart to be able to take the next action step forward and it's amazing how, how things fall into place but before we finish up today's interview because you know we literally could talk forever um, what's going on with this program that you're running because it looks bloody amazing and um, I'm I'm going to sign up. Am I allowed to sign up to it? Because I want to sign I'll up to it. I'd love you to sign okay. up to oh, it. Okay. I'm, total, I'm totally in then. You know, all of last year, I kept having people say to me, they want more of what I'm talking about, more of what you're talking about. And I think this process and the way we each choose to share what we're talking about has its own flavor. Nobody does it the way you do it. Nobody does it the way I do it. And nobody mm. does it to any way that your listeners do it. So never underestimate first and foremost that you have, you might think it's the same message, but you, no one will deliver it the same way as you. So always, if someone's listening to this, there's a little aha for you is to step up out over and get into it because the, the world is a big place and it needs more people doing this work. So I kept thinking about how do I help people after my book, which has been so beautifully received, The Art of Self-Love, how do we keep doing the work? How do I share this with more people without having to go out and do um, live events or all of those sorts of things? And then I thought, you know what? I've had so many beautiful people follow me and share with me and do things. I thought, actually, I want to come from a, a pure place of giving. And so I've devised this um, three-part over a 10-day period, a free online workshop called Mastering the Art of Self-Love. And it's really about how, to, how do we find that inner spark if it's been lost um, or you feel like it's quite dim right now? 
How can I boost your confidence to do and live the dreams that you want? And how do you do it by playing life by your own rules? And so I tried to put everything that I could give to you in a very simple process over three quick videos. Um, and the first one is all about the superwoman or man, because there's a few brave men that are signing up as well. Um, the superwoman juggle, you know, how do we navigate the chaos to find our calm? Because that's one of the biggest things that I find most people don't give themselves a bit of space to actually even get rid of the, the chaos that's going on in their worlds. Um, so I was like, yeah, how do we master this? How do we identify the problems that really do make us become overwhelmed? What are the two biggest excuses why we don't look after ourselves or why we don't make different choices? And that's a game changer, just understanding that principle. And of course, I believe that self-sabotage can create more self-doubt. So how do we stop that cycle? Mm. Um, and I have a rule that I have lived by probably since I started my business, which has helped me stop falling victim to whenever things don't go the way I think they should. Um, then video two, I, I thought, well, okay, what are the things that I live by? What are the things that I really um, think are the foundation for self-awareness? Because you said that just as we were talking, awareness mm. is one of the biggest keys for growth and involvement. And there's no argument that I believe there's a way of becoming um, more fully self-aware. So we talk about the four pillars of self-awareness, how to bring a sense of over, um, how to get over that sense of overwhelm to bring clarity into your life. And then also the three biggest mistakes that our superchargers always make. Um, and I really delve into that. And then I want to talk and share in that video, I think it is the one where I show you the number one ritual that I have used in my life every single day since I was 19 years of age. And I can tell you that even that is another game changer. Mm -hmm. And then the third and final video, I mean, gosh, I could have, I could probably keep going with all of these, but the third and final one for me was how do we create these powerful rituals um, to go from being a warrior, like I've been worrying about everything into a warrior where mm -hmm. we are supercharged to go ahead with our lives. So how do we go from warrior to warrior? And I think the, the things that I want to share in there, um, it's so funny, people ask me, what do you do every morning? And I thought, well, okay, I'm going to show you top 10 things I do before 10 a.m. I'm going to give you some tools that I think really truly can calm your mind and expand your heart. And I also want to show people because most of us will listen to podcasts like this or your show or hear someone like you speak or read one of your books and go, oh, there it is. And we go out there and tell everybody else how they should be doing it. Yeah. <laughs> and I want to take away the should, you could, and you would into um, how do you become the example, not the evangelist. I I love, there's a beautiful quote. Um, Those who speak do not know. Those who know do not speak. And I think when we find tools sometimes or we find a pathway, um, we become the example of that and we don't necessarily have to tell people. So, we can do that in a podcast or a book, but it's the people that are ready to hear it that are going to pick up that podcast or book. But if you're trying to tell someone who really is in a place that they're not even willing or even ready or even can comprehend what it is to hear that there's a different way, how do we support those people when they're there? Because you still want to love them, but you don't have to tell them. You know what could be easier for them or you know yourself that there's better ways for yourself, but you're still sitting in that place of, of self-sabotage and I think there's a real place for that by the way I don't believe that we should get away from it I think it's that's the place where we want to explore how long do we want to stay in this pit before we actually push ourselves and that's the third video where I I really want to show people how 
to fall completely head over heels in love with yourself, even if you're in a place of, of real pain right now. So, yeah, Mastering the Art of Self-Love kicks off on the 25th of February. I am That's so like excited That's like really about soon. It. So, it, so this podcast will drop on, what day are we now? It's the 16th today. It must be the 17th. It drops tomorrow. Um, so um, oh, get on to it, folks. And I'm sure there'll be another opportunity to perhaps sign up uh, further down the track. And, I, and I'm super pumped. And for the brave men, that are signing up, one of the funniest freaking moments ever uh, at any of my live events that I've run over the last, what, 10 years was the, at our Q&A that we had in Shell Harbour and the three brave souls. It's actually going to be the photo that I use as our podcast hold. Kim will be the photo of me pissing myself laughing when somebody said, how do you manage, how do you manage relationships? And your answer was along the lines. It was so simple, but the three men in the audience, one, like I think gave you a high five from a distance. One wasn't sure whether you were being serious and one was like going, I think I like this lady was your simple answer was blowjobs. Um, and that, <laughs> so for the brave men that listen to my podcast, cause I know <laughs> <laughs> men that listen to my podcast too. Sure, there's fewer boys that listen than the girls, but far out, that was a funny it's moment. It's not rocket science, it's is not- my opinion on it. It's not rocket science. <laughs> if you want to get what you want in the relationships, if you're in a, you know, a, 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 doesn't matter what relationship you're doesn't in. Matter. But yeah. and, then, and then seeing my beautiful ex-wife's face go very bright red when I said it works the same for girls um, was... <laughs> hysterical one of the funniest moments live that I've experienced and and in life one of the things that I love most about you Kimmy is that uh, we have so much fun when we get to hang out and we laugh about the stupidest of things um and the and also some of the most highbrow and evolved things too it's uh life life's a bit too short to take it too seriously um and part of I'm sure that we'll be coming through your 10-day um, seminar and, and across f- your future podcast, which I'm super excited about. And my future podcast is the importance of having joy through all of this as well. Like we've talked about some serious stuff today, but uh, the overwhelming theme, I suppose, that I bring into my world now is that sense of pleasure and joy. Um, because it certainly increases our vibration beyond belief, which is super cool and brings amazing things into our life. But before we go, I haven't prepared you for this, so you're going to oh. have to, like, off the cuff. You've done it before, okay. but I don't know if you've got anything prepared. You probably haven't, but I know you can pull it out. Um, we need to finish with your top five. So what music's high rotation? What's on Spotify at the moment or Apple Music, depending on your, what you're listening to? Well, the fact that I'm going to Elton John shortly, I keep oh. playing all his music at the moment. So. You've gone old school. I've gone old school. Alton John is up there, and I keep flicking a little bit of David Bowie. I don't know why. I'm just totally into him at the moment. So, I think yeah. David Bowie or David Bowie. Who's David Bowie? Oh, oh shush! <laughs> it's the Kiwi way of saying it, perhaps. <laughs> oh, I love it. Uh, what What are you reading at the moment? What books on I'm my reading, rotation, or what What are you listening to, bookwise? I'm reading. What am I reading at the moment? I've got six books beside my bed, which was the one that I picked up recently oh extreme ownership is one that i'm really loving at the moment which is a book by two ex-navy seals it's a more of a corporate business book but it's all around absolutely owning every single aspect of your life and it's a real if you're not willing to do the work on this one then they basically call you (laughs) a a a wuss but it's also about how to really um Take, take ownership for every single thing that happens in your life. Uh, not what is done to you, but how you respond to it. And I absolutely love it. It's a, it's a game 
game breaker that one because Love it's it. a uh, it's a really good to- a good good conversation. What have you done uh, over the last seven days to de-stress or decompress? What's been one of the things that you've done apart from what you usually do because you do a lot of things <laughs> usually for self-care and self-love. Yeah, well, my husband's home this week, so we could Yay. talk about the release of oxytocin and nitric <laughs> okay. oxide. But one of the I think, other I think you things. just did. So Kim and Danny have been having <laughs> sex, folks. Is basically what that means. <laughs> but one of my favourites at the moment. We've been doing a lot of beach walking. And, I thought you were going to um, say something else then. No, beach walking is one of my favourite ways of grounding and earthing. Plus, we get to have lots of conversations. I love walking with friends or partners or kids or even walking your animals when you're out there in nature and especially bare feet on the grass grass or the beach. It's a beautiful thing. That's a good thing. Um, Now, you've reeled out many a quote today. So have you got another quote up your sleeve or do you feel you quoted out? Oh, well, one that's, I don't know why this one's coming to mind right now, but it's a Chinese proverb and it's something that talks to me very much around that it's nothing to do with everybody else. It always starts with yourself and the ripple effect that you can have when we master this. So if there is light in the soul, there is beauty in the person. If there's mm. beauty in the person, there's harmony in the home. If there's harmony in the home, there is order in the nation. If there's order in the nation, there's peace in this world. I love that because no matter what, if we want to change the world or we want to have a better world, then it starts with us creating that light, that inner spark. I love it, Kimmy. Thank you so much for today. I, as we're, I think I've repeated, I know as BQS followers know, I get on a repeat of certain things, but I love hanging out with you, whether that's us having a conversation and we're recording it or whether it's us having a sneaky glass of bubbles over a meal is that I am uh, absolutely blessed and so grateful that you're in my world because you're, you're a very special part of it. So thank you for being my last interview as far as uh, be the queen of your stress is concerned. And don't worry, BQS followers, it's not stopping. Kim nearly had a heart attack when I said she was one of my last interviews because it's like no no just changing the name and it's going to be in a different spot like (laughs) it's okay it's all part of the evolution and elevation of uh of what i'm doing next and i'm super excited to tell you more about that uh in the next episode uh because it will be the final episode uh of be the queen of your stress in its current format so but before we get that so thank you kimmy it's a, a pleasure and a joy to have you on well, can I just say before you wind oh, up, sure. on behalf of all of your beautiful listeners, and there's no accident that I'm here today, but on behalf of all your amazing listeners and those of us that have had the privilege of being in your audiences or read your books or followed any of your articles or been adjusted by you or any um, contact with you, I would just love to say on behalf of all of us, what an honor and an absolute privilege it is to be in your sphere and to watch you grow and feel us grow with you has been one of our greatest privileges as well. And I know every single person listening to your show is so excited about the next step because, as we know, we always continually are looking at ways to improve or um, master the next level or keep evolving. And if there's one person on this planet that has been doing that dutifully and masterfully, it is you. So thank you, sweetheart, for everything you've given to us over the years of this podcast and what you've done to keep showing up. So it, it, it is our privilege, sweetheart. Oh, thank you, Kimmy. You're going to make me cry. I'm getting all teary now. So that's um, <laughs> thank you. So much love and gratitude for you. But BQS listeners, that's it for this week. Bye for now and I will catch you next week. Well, that's it for today's podcast, BQS listeners. Thanks again for joining us. Remember, if you would like to subscribe, make sure you hit subscribe on iTunes. And if you want to stay in touch, check out our Facebook page, The Queen of Stress, or on our Insta, The Queen of Stress. For more information and show notes, be sure to go to thequeenofstress.com to continue our journey together. 
Hope you have a fabulous week and I'll catch you next time. This has been a production of thewellnesscouch.com. Check us out on Facebook and join in the conversation on facebook.com forward slash thewellnesscouch. Subscribe to each show on iTunes and check us out on Twitter. The Wellness Couch, streaming wellness into your lives. Whilst the Wellness Couch presenter endeavor to provide accurate and helpful information to their listeners, these podcasts cannot take into account individual circumstances and are not intended to be a substitute for health and medical advice from a qualified health professional. You should always seek the advice of a qualified health professional before acting on any of the information provided by any of the Wellness Couch podcasts.